Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. for new blood in the NFL playoffs. And if 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 this weekend, super wild card weekend didn't prove that, I don't know what will. Yeah, you had the Tom Brady guy, that guy who was in Tampa Bay, move on against a Washington football team that was Alex Smith-less, but Heineke, the backup for the, the Washington football team, did a damn good job. But you're going to have your Brady. You're going to have your Breeze. You're going to have Lamar Jackson, who's kind of getting used to this thing a couple of years in. But you know who else you're going to have in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs? Two teams that haven't won since I've been four years old. <laughs> Let me say that again. Two teams who have not made it past uh, the first round uh, and actually won a playoff game anyway, I should say, since 1995 uh, when I was four. Those two teams are the Buffalo Bills, the actual state ID that I have, now has a team representing it in the NFL's divisional round, now has a playoff-winning team for the first time since 1995. Josh Allen is looking like, um, wow, how do I not not know him? Uh, Kelly, Tom Kelly, actually broke some records this year for the Bills. And uh, there's more to this, okay? <laughs> there's a lot more. It's time for fresh blood in the divisional round. I'm so excited that, yes, my home state's going to be represented next week. As uh, Buffalo, uh, let me let me get to the right playoff matchup here. Um let me get you the right matchup. I'm I'm just too ecstatic to get you the right matchup right now because even in Cleveland, a week where we saw, okay, Francisco Lindor and Carrasco, but come on, Lindor, the big name, come over to my backyard in City Field and Metstown, Flushing, Queens, is going to have Francisco Lindor. 
By the way, don't tell Steve Cohen Jock Peterson is a free agent. He might try and get him from the Dodgers. Just saying. He's on a rampage. Don't even tell the Padres that. They might get him too. But no, Lindor comes to New York. And so if you're in Cleveland uh, and you might listen to this podcast. I haven't shared it right away. But if you're in Cleveland and you hear this, email me, alexgnyc at gmail.com. Because I want to know, is this Brown win? Is this Baker Mayfield achievement tonight? Is this something that you guys have been longing for at the dog pound since 1995. It feels like longer, believe it or not, because I've only been following the drudgery of the team. Now there's a come up for you guys. But is this win tonight against your NFC, AFC North rival Steelers worth losing Lindor? There is literally a price to pay in everything. And tonight, that price of losing Lindor, that that win, I do believe, might have been the losing of Lindor. There's no other way to put that. So you do lose your most beloved guy. I mean, the Indians' comment section has nothing but love. And actually, they aren't jarring the team or jeering the team for trading him. I just see love for Lindor and Carrasco. But you know Cleveland is heartbroken over that. So does this ease the heartbreak? Is this a better trade-off than you'd imagine possible? By the way, this Browns-Steelers game, a perfect storm. Steelers had lost a few in a row coming into the the Super Wildcard weekend. The Browns kept winning coming into Super Wildcard weekend. So it was a perfect storm that Baker Mayfield would beat the AFC North Titan, the crown jewel, the Steelers. Let's call them what they are. They are the crown jewel of the AFC North till otherwise, maybe till this year. Maybe till this year. It does feel like a Mahomes besting a Brady. Remember last year, um, Mahomes went... You know, he became the first round by while Brady had a struggle and lose in the wildcard game. And how that happened, the Dolphins beat the Patriots. The Patriots were lessened to three last year. Something that never really gets done to the Patriots in the Brady era got done and they get knocked out while Mahomes was the first round. And then he, of course, led the team to the Super Bowl. But in this AFC North, this only section, I'm seeing that Ben LaRoethlisberger, while he had an incredible comeback, he still threw, what, three interceptions, I think, or maybe more. Maybe more. Is his sun setting? Is the sun setting on Tomlin? This has been a year-after-year frustration for them now, for a few years. I think their fate is shaky. And I think the Browns, they they obviously were not favored. But you know what? They were, you could see them winning tonight against the Steelers. You just could feel it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the energy of Baker Mayfield. I think the maturity of Mayfield is something we cannot look past. Okay? This kid from Oklahoma. I think that, yeah, I think that's where we're at. 
I mean, he would place that Oklahoma flag everywhere. He acted a bit immature. I said, I don't know how he's going to last in the NFL if he does not shape up. Oh, he sharpened up. And he is taking a Browns team that, as my friend Roger Jones of the Browns organization said, they hadn't opened that fridge of Bud Light in years. He got the fridge opened. Now, as I was telling my friend Zach, they're, they're probably ordering like 4,000 fridges just for this game alone. Because you could, you just know the city of Cleveland, Paul Brown Stadium, Brown's tradition has been waiting for this moment. I could think off the top of my head the the quarterbacks that have just failed there. Yeah, Colt McCoy actually did not do as well on the Browns. I remember the Tim Couch era. I remember um, really Couch and McCoy kind of are who the two guys I I remember the most um, over the years. To be honest, because I started really getting involved with NFL with the New York scene. And by the way, watching the AB, hearing the the ESPN and AF, a, a, a NFL on ABC theme brought me back to watching that Jets annihilation of the Colts, forty one to nothing on Saturday Night Football on ABC. Uh, it brought me to that moment, and I started to think, while Herm got them somewhere, I, I wish it was him. In that AFC Championship game against, um, yeah, the Steelers one year. He would have coached that team brilliantly against the Steelers. I feel it. I know it. And said that didn't happen. Said Rex Ryan, who I think talked way too much. Instead of playing the game, as Herm would say, you play to win the game. Uh, Doug Peterson, you should learn that too. You play to win the game, uh, game, Doug. You don't sit Jalen Hurts to really what looked like a a shot at the Giants. We're not going to let you get in the playoffs. We're going to have this gripe against you. Oh, I I can't even wait to face the Eagles this year. And I hope Peterson's still there. We'll have to see how that goes. But where was I? Okay. So Cleveland, do you like this? Do you prefer this? Do you feel like... This topsy-turvy week is okay now because Baker Mayfield and the Browns made it so. One of the one of the favorite things I have it. You can't eat your cake and have it too. Maybe that's just what happened here. Maybe you couldn't have Lindor and see a successful Browns team. Maybe one had to lead to another. That's just my thinking on it. But the whole weekend was awesome. First of all, I didn't know Jared Goff was not even the starter for the Rams. I I barely follow the NFC West. I did not know that. Unfortunately, their starter yesterday did get taken to the hospital. I don't know if you caught that, but Rams quarterback, uh, as Goff was on the bench, John Wolford was actually taken by ambulance after getting hit in the head. 
Oh, terrible. And we're praying for him. Take him to the ambulance. Uh, take him by ambulance to the hospital against the Seahawks. And the Rams still beat Russ Wilson and the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. I guess the Seahawks, the, the Rams have had a more off year. But McVay versus Carroll, that, that is a rivalry. It started to become one. Because remember, a couple of years ago, the Rams railroaded the whole AFC, NFC West. They pretty much railroaded the whole NFC with Goff. So we'll see what happens with that. Then my, my dad's beloved Bears. I'll get to the Titans and Lamar and, and the Ravens. A big win today as well on the Sunday. But I got to get to the Bears. Matt Nagy should not have a job. I had read somewhere where he might be secure because he won into the playoffs. But you know what? They limped to the playoffs, guys. If you're an NFL fan, you know this. If you're not an NFL fan, you don't know this. But they limped. They limped heavily. They lose Foles. I mean, remember, Trubisky, and then Foles comes in. Then on Thursday Night Football, he gets knocked out cold, and, you know, he gets, he had to be taken out of stretcher. Back to Trubisky. Mitch, actually, I saw his stat line today. 273 yards, last five games, better completion percentage. Um, He did have a decent time. But the Bears were not playoff ready. Nowhere near it. And then you have penalty after penalty, especially on defense. You have an ejection. And then you have the final score, 21-9. 14-3. At one point. 21 to 3. Really? And remember, during the season, players were fed up with Nagy. Nagy had his play calling taken away. So, how does that allow him another chance to be Bear coach? Look, you know, the Bears are funny. A lot of teams out there always look for that quarterback. Remember, because um, a lot of these teams are defined by their quarterback. Montana, who's going to be the next Montana? Well, you know what I mean. Who's going to be the next guy in San Francisco? Here in New York, who's going to be the next guy on the Jets that could be that quarterback? They tried with Testaverde, with Pennington, uh, with Fitzpatrick for a while. Now they've tried with Darnold. They tried with Sanchez. They... uh. Didn't they even try with Tebow? I mean, they tried with a few guys here over the last 20-something years, and it's not worked. But why? Because that stature, we want to be back to what Namath did for Super Bowl three, what Namath did for New York. But in Chicago, it's very different. I always find their issue and what they try and find the most and what is most highlighted is who's coaching them. You know why? 
Because the architect of that 85-86 run was none other than Mike Ditka. So in Chicago, the talk is always, I feel, and nationally, who can coach? I was there the night they lost to Carolina at home in the playoffs, and Lovey Smith was pretty much not wanted there anymore. Well, okay, they, they, they fire Lovey, who ended up in Illinois. They go through a couple coaches, now they go through Matt Nagy. And I hope they go through him. I think Trubisky has something there. But like we've learned in New York and elsewhere, who's the coach behind him? Who is the coach behind him? And as I say that, I also think that, yeah, yesterday, last night, Tom Brady did make it to the second divisional, to the divisional round without Bill Belichick. And the Patriots, by the way, with Cam Newton, are sitting at home. I don't know what that says. Except I can only feel like this was a rattling year for Belichick, or maybe it was Newton. Belichick had his frustrations. He threw his phone on the sideline. You could just see his frustration building. That's not to say Belichick was a mastermind with Brady. But in that instance, I sometimes still wonder who helped who? It might seem like a ridiculous question. But who helped who? Because Brady's moving along. He had, what, nine wins, ten wins this year. He's on to the next round. Yet the Patriots are home. Now, I also think Brady adapted. He didn't have Edelman. He didn't have, uh, by the way, Baltimore versus Buffalo. Oh, I got a room from my local team here. The Buffalo Bills, obviously. On January 16th, next Saturday night. Got a room for the Bills. But, as I was saying, did Brady... Did it just work? Did Belichick work with him? Did Brady kind of end up doing his own thing? I just think there's something to say that this veteran is back in the divisional round after, by the way, being intercepted last year against the Titans to end his Patriot career. I never thought he wanted to end on an interception. I, I said that. I did not expect him to leave the Patriots, though. I know there were tons of things swirling about the the, the trio there, Kraft and... Belichick and Brady, ESPN coming out with that stuff. But I never thought he'd leave. But he did. He wanted to be close to his son in Tampa. And that rejuvenation seems to have helped him, didn't it? That rejuvenation that, you know, at the same time, New England was a toxic atmosphere. You had Kraft arrested for possible prostitution charges. You had that whole cloud. You had a team that was in turmoil. 
wasn't always healthy, wasn't always giving him the weapons. Now he's making it something of himself again. I think having Gronk on the team's helping. But he does have some weapons. And he's he's just working with them well. And he adapted well to that Buccaneer uh, offense. By the way, if you're, you're unfamiliar, the Bucks head coach is Bruce Arians, of course, former Colts coach. And Arians and him obviously have a rhythm going. It's a little different, I know. But tonight and this weekend, Brady was Brady. Even as they were under pressure from Washington, Brady was Brady. He didn't lose that touch. He didn't lose that cool. He got them into the next round. I don't know if you agree or not. AlexGNYC at gmail.com. Alex G in NYC at gmail.com. But this six game weekend, three games yesterday, three games today, you feel fuller, don't you, on the fi- on the first weekend of the NFL playoffs. I don't think we didn't we never really felt that filled after that first weekend. Because there were only two games. But like Thanksgiving dinner, I'm stuffed. I'm very happy with these six games. So maybe having just one bye per conference, one team on the bye per conference, and expanding that. I have been an advocate when they expanded the baseball playoffs, the wild card. I love it. I love that more teams are in play. I love that it comes down to the final game a lot of the time now. Uh, game three, six, uh, game 162. I just love that. NFL, of course, is different. Uh, It's tough that everything comes out of that final day, but this year that actually happened, as we saw a week ago Sunday night. Giants still were in play last Sunday night. I love that. I love that we're giving teams of all kinds a chance that didn't have it before. Because you had two locked up buys. Let there be one. Let eight other teams fight it out. Let that be a thing. Let more cities grow. uh, Or be excited again. You know, I always think that there are two franchises. Well, Steelers are good. But the other franchise that needs to be back in it more is the Raiders. You know why? Oakland, Las Vegas, whatever. It's the Raiders. They have heritage. They have fans that are born. They are blue. They bleed black and silver. And they will live or die for that team. And they are pissed off they're not in Oakland anymore. But you give them a chance to be in the playoffs, that fires them up. You give a team like Washington a chance. I know they won the division, but still a chance. That fires Washington up. I think if they're, you know, everybody said when they remove the Redskin name, 
That was going to be it. No fans were going to show up. Fans would have been there. Especially see Alex Smith come back. Imagine being in the audience in the stands horrified that your quarterback is being taken off because of a leg uh, injury that severe. You would want to come back and see how he does when he returns. That's what a normal person would do. At the end of the day, names are names, but people love their team. The politics, the BS of it, whatever. People will come back to their stadiums. Because they just love the team. They're hogs, man, in, in Washington. They're hogs. There might not have been a fan at Jets games or Giant games because Murphy didn't want them there. But you're telling me everybody was okay being at home? You're telling me last Sunday wouldn't have been a sellout? It would have been sold out. Giants, Cowboys, Danny Jones on the line. Who wouldn't have been there last week? I probably would have been there in the freezing cold last week. So we want to be there. And now to have uh, an extra team instead of the bye, an extra team fight for that spot. Who maybe not get don't usually get the chance to play. Like a Miami who went down to the wire, need to win two final games. Like a Vikings who's there, but they're on and off. Even like a Colts, right? You're giving teams that don't normally have a shot, a shot again. And I'm excited about that, this Super Wildcard Weekend. Now, I do have thoughts on Nickelodeon, too. NFL, if you're losing interest in that age range, under 18, give parents a more comforting thing than for them to read brain studies after brain studies that show that concussions can happen in kids in peewee football, in youth football. Give people more comfort than saying, hey, SpongeBob and Squidward and Patrick want you to watch the game. They're not going to heal a brain injury, but we don't care. I remember the run, kick, and pass thing, uh, NFL Rush, um... There were some other NFL programs that the kids would do to get them involved. But it is true. NFL uh, football participation, American football participation has decreased through the years. Because I'm tired of coming to you without stats. Cronkite News dot azbps.org Cronkite News oh I kind of like that um, we've got a number of a, a number that is jarring about as jarring as a hit to a kid's brain to be honest there was a 37.8% decrease between 2006 and 2007. 
2017, a 37.8% decrease in number of people of all ages participating in tackle football. 37.8% decrease. Goodell, how are you going to fix that? Youth football, how are you going to fix that? Keyword, you can. You can't do it at least by Nickelodeon. You could do it by better helmets across the board. But ultimately, there needs to be more comfort. I do believe we can't lose the sport of football due to the lack of participation. I do believe that. You know why? Because football, there's something about it. There's a character, by the way, of every sport stripe out there. Basketball develops character. Baseball develops character. Football develops hockey. They all do. One way or another. But a 37.8% decrease in 11 years from 06 to 17? Something's got to change. Um, something's got to change. And it starts with assuring parents, hey, your kid will still be okay. It's not easy to say that, but you can do it through better equipment, better shoulder pads. And how about not running the freaking kids in the middle of summer in the heat? How many more stories of kids passing out in practice, college kids practicing in practice and passing out do we have to hear? Before we do say, enough's enough. So new blood in the NFL playoffs this weekend was a big yes. Seeing them advance, an even bigger yes. Especially two teams that in 25 years hadn't won since I was four years old. Now, I've been kind of floating this idea. But for New York State, obviously they haven't seen a Super Bowl. They, in fact, the Bills have lost, have been known to lose Super Bowls. They lost four in a row. And I guess I could say this because it's, it's not against the Giants or the Bears, who I might actually lean to because of Dad and Giants, of course. But how cool would it be? The 30th anniversary year of... Close your ears, Bill fans. Wide right. The new kicker, the Buffalo kicker, who actually, by the way, let me just say this. Yesterday, kicker nailed the century for the the Bills. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. Nailed it. In fact, if it wasn't for his field goal yesterday, the Colts might have had a chance because they would have tied it. But that field goal was dead center, 27. At that point, uh, it was 27 to 16. Yeah, uh, Colts went on to make it 27-24. But if he didn't nail that, that would have changed the game. 
So I'm just throwing it out there. I think Baltimore-Buffalo is going to be tough. But I'm just throwing it out there. If this year that curse goes away and Bass happens to make the game-winning field goal to bring the Bills a Super Bowl to Orchard Park, New York, to Buffalo, where fans were, by the way, yesterday. Ho-ho! How cool would that be? How fortune-reversing 30 years later would that be? And how fitting would that be, really? Okay, so I covered that game. I covered the three games yesterday. And by the way, Breeze on the Saints doing his thing. He's already had the most passing yards ever for any NFL uh, quarterback. He's going to the divisional round. Saints, of course, haven't been in it in a while. Breeze is like playing with broken ribs still. It's incredible how he's been able to heal himself to play just this much already. Alex Smith, we missed him playing this weekend. Guess he couldn't walk. Guess he couldn't play at all with his calf. But, but the other game today, Lamar Jackson, incredible performance again. My friend and I were talking. I'm like, yeah, he's got to do something better. And Zach was like, yeah, he's better come up with something. Came up with a touchdown on the ground, a rushing touchdown. Uh, That was just an incredible play and helped lead them to a victory against Derrick Henry and the Titans. Tannehill in the mix there, of course. Uh, Baltimore 6-0 on the road with the wild card. And I really want to get you the stat line on that. Hold on one sec. Because, as I mentioned, the Ravens are 6 0 wild card games. But as I also mentioned, uh, Jackson had a rush, 48 yard touchdown. And that marked Lamar Jackson's first playoff win in his career. First of many, I think. So great to see new blood, fresh blood, winning in the NFL playoff Super Wild wild Card Round. Keep it this way. Keep it one by each. Now it'll be Chiefs and Packers taking the stage next week. Got the Buffalo and Baltimore. Oh, it's it's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be fun next week, cause these kids, these are just kids playing against each other. If you think about it, Browns and Chiefs, Sunday the seventeenth. Who's not gonna want to watch that? These two kids. I know they're guys, but they're kids in the NFL anyway. Duking it out. Gonna be exciting. Brady versus. Breeze, NFC South rivals, already in year one of Brady's time with the Bucks, Ravens, Bills, Rams, Packers. 
I might make predictions. I, I gave up on that. And all this week, I'm excited to talk more about adaptability. We're going to talk a lot about a thing called neurodiversity. I'll introduce that to you later today. But for now, get some sleep. If you're in Cleveland, please celebrate responsibly. Social distance if you, you can. And let's see what happens in the divisional round. I'm Alex Garrett on this week's Sports Hour, or this week ending Sports Hour with Alexander Garrett. Talk to you soon.